Welcome back to Life of the Germ. We're uh we're out here, back in Madtown. We got a we got quite the fire episode for you guys today. So just to sit back and just you know just taking the good times because this is Life of the Germ, full of good times, full of good times. We got a uh, we got second half of the semester starting for me so this past week if you didn't listen to the last episode what do you, i mean definitely pause this one now and go listen to it it's called shoot or shoot it's about uh being ambitious taking some shots even though maybe you're in doubt about them just just shoot them anyways you know go and do a little bit about that and i was on my spring break that past week and i recorded that back in oshkosh Shout out Oshkosh for the one time. Got to catch up with my with my friends and my family and just hang out in my hometown for a while, which is which is really nice. I mentioned how I felt kind of revived when I was back there. Just I don't know. It it, it kind of reminds you of all the like the simpler times when you were growing up and you you didn't have as much responsibility. That scary word that kind of creeps up on you as you get older, but. Um, yeah, it was it was good to revive, and now I'm back in Madtown, and you know I'm I'm kind of I'm feeling good. Like I, I think before spring break when I was in Madison, I was just I got behind in a lot of in a lot like with a lot of schoolwork, you know. I was just kind of drained. I like even working out. Normally, I like I like to get to the gym, and it makes me feel good. But it was just like kind of hitting a burnout, and it was um, it was nice to take a break from things and get a few workouts in with my pops and Oshkosh and um now I'm coming back to Madison I'm feeling revived I got I got a lot of like new habits that I'm trying to enforce um I just started like taking cold showers so you like you know I spend the first like five minutes pretty pretty warm you know shampoo it up get nice and clean and then um yeah right after that then I just slowly turn it down until it's just ice cold and something about it is just you just stay there for like a minute and you like borderline can't breathe but um I don't know I just you you once you turn the water off you just feel incredibly relaxed and like it kind of focuses it it like forces you to slow down and just like I guess for me it even like to take in things that I like normally wouldn't if I had like my mind like running a thousand miles an hour like it normally does. Um, so so yeah, that that was kind of that. Spring break was good. Um, I yeah, so I've been starting some new habits. So I actually just listened to Joe Rogan and David Goggins podcast. If you haven't listened to that yet, I definitely recommend checking it out david goggins okay like for those of you don't know he's this absolute animal like he doesn't he doesn't touch on it much but he was like a navy seal for a while so of course his mind is just like super he's just like super mentally tough but he's like done these insane like runs so um a couple years ago i i actually like ran my first marathon and could be my last i don't even know that sucked so marathon's 26 miles little over 26 miles and david goggins hops on the joe rogan podcast and is talking about how he like he ran i think a 300 mile race so it took him i think 
like over a hundred hours, which is just insane, like absolutely insane. And he goes into that and like essentially all the mental toughness that like comes with that, but then all the things like you can gain from it as a result. You really like when you put yourself through that struggle, you really like you get to know yourself and you get to know your body like a whole lot better. And I think there is a lot of value in that. I don't know if it's 300 miles value for me, but I I can get that even running like a 5k and just pushing yourself to the limits. You really like figure out a lot about yourself and, um, just like how far you can push yourself. And afterwards it, it is like this weird, it allows me to be like super introspective and like think about things more clearly that like maybe I was struggling with before the run, which is, which is always good. Um, but yeah, that was a super good podcast. And yeah, ever since that, I've kind of like just been making these habits and trying to figure out ways to enforce them and been going about doing that. I'm going to start like, you know, I set like these goals for myself, but then like some of them will fade out, obviously, like because normally when I set goals, I set like 10. So like, I don't know why I do this, but then yeah, obviously I'm not going to be able to incorporate all 10 at once, but I, I try and then what ends up happening is I'll probably incorporate like half if that, but then I'll forget about the ones I, I, I said. So like this time around, I'm like every week I'm going to like reflect on my goals. And I was like, Oh, is that like hitting goal X? And if not, like, how can I do that next week to like get it incorporated? So that that's kind of what I've been focusing on. And yeah, going to the gym, I haven't been burnt out anymore. I'm pretty motivated to get out of bed and just get it going, you know? And um, that's another thing Goggins really talks about is that like, it's nice when you have motivation, but like, there's going to be some days that like, you're not going to have motivation, but like, you still need to do it. You know, like there's going to be days where you wake up and you feel terrible, man. Like those are the days that really like define you as a person. Like, are you able to even on days where you feel terrible, like get out of bed and obviously not if you're sick, but you just like got a bad night of sleep. Like you still going to be able to like get to the gym and get a good lift in, like do the things you want to do, even though your body like maybe isn't cooperating one, one day or another, you know, that's, that to me is like what really separates some people from each other, you know? Um, but the lesson that I wanted to get into today, a little, a little weekly lesson for you guys, I think something that's been on my mind a lot, um, as of recent is just like, I think, I think like, like, like taking, taking ownership of, of your mistakes. Um, cause this is such a common thing. And I feel like it's in our generation, especially like I say our, like if you're like 25 and younger, I don't know. Um, it's becoming like more, more and more prevalent, I guess. Like people won't take ownership when they make a mistake and, I know when I was young and I, I still do it now. I love to like just point the finger because it's so, it's so much easier to say, you know, like I didn't do that. Like that was his fault, you know? And it's like, you can do that. But like deep down at the end of the day, like you, you know yourself if you, if you made the mistake and if you did and you're blaming it on someone else, like it's just honestly just like messes with you mentally. Like, and and in a lot of ways, I was thinking about this, it kind of goes back to, like, just, like, loving yourself and, like, I don't know, like, even, like, everyone makes mistakes, like, and I think that's a big reason why, like, people don't like owning up to them today is because, like, 
we get on these social media apps where like everything seems perfect no one like messes up and then it makes it it makes it out to be like such a a worse thing like when you do make a mistake because it's like i don't like you feel like you're the only one making mistakes in this life when it that definitely is the case everyone makes mistakes and however that may look some are bigger than others but at the end of the day like by you like taking ownership and being like yeah like i messed up like in a way that's that's kind of like showing self-love to yourself because like yeah like you may still like be frustrated with yourself but at least you admitted to others and to yourself that like yeah i made this mistake but like if you have that like growth mindset that like you know like i see this mistake is valuable because like going forward i'm gonna try like in the future to not make this mistake i'm gonna try to do everything i can to like prevent this mistake in the future and like, I think, I think that was kind of the lesson that I wanted to, like, incorporate in, into today's uh, little episode. But um, just just really, like, accepting those flaws for what they are and moving on and becoming a better person as a result, you know? It doesn't have to be this frowned-upon thing where, oh, my gosh, mistakes, like, oh, like, you know, it, it just it is what it is. And, like, you can move forward or you can blame someone else or you can do whatever you want, but that's going to have a different outcome on how you view yourself depending on what you do. So that's kind of the rundown for today's episode. Pretty short, but a um, little song of the week for you guys. This one goes out to my buddy, Ethan Stelzer. We got uh, uh, Oysters in My Pocket by Royal Otis. He put me on this song a few months ago, and I think the algorithm, I was, I like, I think my playlist ended and the algorithm just like played this song and I, I kind of forgot about it. I had it on like a previous playlist and I haven't like listened to it in a while and it's just such a chill vibe. Like I, I can't even describe it. You just definitely just check it out. It's a couple minutes long. Um, and then actually one of the, one of the goals I was trying to incorporate was just like getting a science fact down here each and every week. Cause like I'm a scientist at heart, you know, so I got to work in my science facts. Um, I've talked about this course before, I think, but it's, it's called planetary microbiology. So like, how did life come to be on this planet? And then how can we look for life on other planets, essentially, is like the, the general premise of the course. So um, we're going, we're in the unit right now of like, how, how did life come to be? And like, how did we, like, how did we determine at what time, like life was so like the way we gauge how old our planet is um oh my professor's gonna hate me because I, I don't know exactly how old the planet is i think it's like like five and a half billion years six okay i'm just i'm just gonna look it up just to be official um age of earth okay okay four and a half billion pretty pretty good pretty close um but yeah so how do they gauge that to begin with so they essentially like shout out to the geologists like very underrated field but they you know you use the rocks and you look at the rocks and those can tell you how old the planet is i have no idea i did not learn how to do that in my class but there's some way that they do it and it's insane but so how did we know when life first emerged so we learned in class today that life like emerged three and a half billion years ago so essentially like the planet was there and for a billion years there was no life and then 
a billion years after the planet, like, Earth was there, then life, like, came to be. So life, as in, like, not, like, plants and animals, we're talking, like, very, like, like cells, you know, like bacteria, like, very, very simple. It might not even be, like, the bacteria that you think of today, like, very, very primitive organism. And um, so how did we detect that? You, you also, like, look in the rocks. So I, I don't know how exactly, but... Um, I think it's it's just through these crazy events like you can essentially what happens is like the bacteria can get trapped between like two rocks and then like over time like obviously the ba- bacteria will die but it'll get like encased in the rocks so I guess like it doesn't obviously start out as rock but after like you know, thousands, millions of years, like it eventually, like everything compacts and then it turns into rock, like the soil and whatever else is in the soil compacts and turns into rock. So what, what happens is like there's a soil and maybe it gets squished down over time and there's bacteria there and then it'll just get squished. Eventually that'll turn to rock. And then you get this crazy cool, like, like bacterial imprint within, within like the rocks. So they, they call them stromatolites. It's basically, like, these little, like, it can be bacteria, but it can also be other things. But, like, in this case, I'm going to just say it's bacteria. Like, there's this, like, impressions of bacteria and groups of bacteria, like, in the rocks. And you can, like, see those. And then, so, the oldest one they've ever found is, like, first you date the rock. So, they found a rock that was three and a half billion years old. And then they found, like, a stromatolite in the rock. So, and then there's, like, little, like, waves in the rock. You can look it up, a stromatolite. Really cool. Like, you get these wavy features in the rock. They're representative of, like, microorganisms that got squished literally three and a half billion years ago. So, that was my little science fact for you guys today. And that's how we know that, like, life, as far as we can tell, existed at least three and a half billion years ago, if not longer. We don't, we just don't have record of it as of now so that was life of the germ hope you enjoyed this week's i'm still working on a title you know i I like to try to be creative with the title of the episode so um gonna craft that up quick if you haven't listened to the two new podcasts i'll definitely check them out john banner riley busha two really good guys um from oshkosh oshkosh natives always chop it up with the oshkosh boys when i'm back in town you gotta um But yeah, hope you enjoyed this this episode of Life of the Germ, and we'll catch you next week.